Hey, Popcorn Junkies, here we are reviewing the uh, indie horror slasher type comedy-ish-esque slasher movie type thing starring Pete Davidson. I suppose it's being advertised as a bit of a Pete Davidson kind of vehicle. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Now, this is a film directed by Helena Rain, Helena Rain, Rain, uh, and it stars, it's got a great, great glittering, glittering cast of uh, sort of ge Generation X, is it, or Generation Z, Gen Z stars. As I say, we've got Pete Davidson in there, Amanda Stenberg, who you'll know from The Hate You Give. Uh, she also, I think she kind of started her career in uh, The Hunger Games. We've got Rachel Sennett, and we've got Maria Bakalova, who you'll know from the movie Borat, or the sequel Borat, where she played the, uh, well, she played a uh, Borat's sort of erstwhile girlfriend, didn't she? Um, she's she, she's in there too. And it stars also Chase Sweet Wonders uh, and uh, Mahala Herald, uh, alongside the older, slightly older, Lee Pace. Now, what is this? What is this? Uh, going in to see this, the, the trailer is uh, kind of, sells this as a kind of slasher movie or a horror movie. You know, someone loses their shit, a, la, a, bit, a bit like Scream, someone loses their shit at a party, someone kills someone uh, and bodies start mounting up. Who's the killer? Are we going to work it out? And I, I went into this thinking, how the hell are they going to maintain this? Because in amongst a group of friends, you know, um, well, how are they going to do this? It's set at a hurricane party. I love this idea of a, a hurricane party. I didn't even know this was a thing where potentially, I guess, youngsters or people will have a party in their garden as a hurricane flies in. And I suppose part of the appeal of a hurricane party is the thrill of the madness as it swirls outside and you're in the eye of a storm and all that kind of stuff. As everyone's being told to evacuate, you stay and you don't only stay, you have a party. Classic hedonism. It reminds me a little bit of the tornado hunters that fly through those uh, middle parts of America. It's set within the house. These are all wealthy. They're, they're well-to-do teenagers here. Uh, and that's a classic kind of, you know, uh, trope, isn't it, of the of the horror film. It's, you know, a bunch of teenagers, all up to no good. They take drugs and have sex. And they are all morally ambiguous or morally dubious or amoral. And thus, they are justified uh, meat fodder for whoever has a hook, a cleaver or a saw. You know, fair game. So this is set within one of the characters' houses, Pete Davidson's house. It's a big house. They have money. They're affluent. It's a Gen Z type thing. One member of the group is much older. He's the boyfriend of one of the group, and he's played by Lee Pace. And there's an aspect of suspicion around him. I quite like this. There's this idea that he is older. Uh, he's a bit weirder, uh, whereas all the, all the kind of core people uh, in the group are younger and are of the same ilk. Um, it turns into it turns into a sort of conventional kind of slash movie kind of thing uh, at the point that one of the characters I won't say who one of the characters appears suddenly at the window as the hurricane's coming in and the rain is lashing against the panes of glass you, they appear at the window uh, and their neck has been slashed their their throat has essentially been slit now who the hell has done this uh, and so this becomes a slasher very bloody very mucky very nasty uh, who done it i mean this is almost at the opposite end of the spectrum of the other film that was released this week this week called See How They Run. And we move through, it, you know, this film kind of pivots and, and, and sort of worms its way through various scenarios, setting up different members of the team as potential suspects. For me, one of the key suspects throughout is Maria Bakalova. Uh, she's come, you know, she, she, she's the girlfriend of the Amanda Stenberg character, uh, but she hasn't known her that long. And, and this film quite quickly becomes uh, what, make, what marks this as slightly different and, and a whodunit for Gen Z, if you like, uh, is that uh, it kind of focuses, this film focuses on the unreliability of social 
social uh, social media, the the sort of surfaceness of friendships and relationships. How well do you know this person? Where did you meet this person? Did you meet them on a dating app? Have you known them long? What's their profile? So it toys with that idea of how we get to know people now and what, and what defines friendship circles, how friendship circles evolve and how within a friendship circle, you can have those people you feel you know really well, but you can also have people you haven't known for a long time that you feel you know really well. And I think it's really interesting around that sort of stuff. So there's lots of sort of mistaken identity. And once the whole kind of drama and intrigue around who's killing who, is someone killing someone, who could it be, who are the suspects, who, who, who's most likely to do this, who knows who best, who doesn't know who more, and all that kind of stuff, mistaken identity. There's lots of jokes in there about podcasting, about social media, uh, and all that kind of stuff. At all stages, they're riffing on topics like gaslighting, narcissism, the narcissism of this generation, the narcissism of, of the selfie, uh, they take photos, they're filming things, they're using their phones. When they're looking for people or look, discovering bodies, it's always the light from their phone in dark spaces and that sort of stuff. They deal with mental health issues. There's even a moment where someone accuses someone of being a psychopath and someone else calls, calls them out and says you can't be ableist. So it takes a little bit of a kind of arched eyebrow. It, it sort of adopts an arched eyebrow in respect of the political correctness around everything. Even when you're in amongst a group of people and you are being picked off one by one, what's more important is not offending someone by calling them the wrong thing or perhaps using a term that could be seen as prejudicial in some way and I think on that level it's kind of a rich and fun and that's where most of the humour comes from this most of the humour comes from, comes from this Amanda Stenberg is brilliant a, a real find for me who I think is excellent in this is Rachel Sennett and her, her self-defence of her podcast and how it's significant and important even though only one person listens to it and what she's trying to do with it. it it made me she Rachel Sennett made me yearn for the kind of the hopes and aspirations of a much younger generation well you know in, in modern day society as they're looking for connection and they're looking for ways of communicating their grief and their trauma, if you like, with the rest of the world. I mean, I think one of the thrills with any horror film is we kind of, part of the deal when you buy the uh, ticket, to, uh, the entrance ticket to the cinema to see a horror film is you want to see people die. It's a If you think about it, it's kind of a curious enterprise, isn't it? We're sort of living vicariously through these narratives that essentially do unto others as we would never do unto them in real life. And so this allows us to find people that we can identify or recognise in our own lives, find them sort of offensive and horrible and, and a slightly relish in the prospect of them coming to a grisly end. Um, Pete Davidson is just brilliantly arrogant and goofy. However much you approach Pete Davidson thinking, oh, I'm not going to like him as much as I think I'm going to like him. You do. He's just, he's funny. He's got an odd way with him. He's just so, he's kind of self-effacing, but he's also arrogant. And, and that kind of works. A, a, an intriguing character is the Lee Pace, the older character, Greg, who's the boyfriend of, I can't remember which, one of the girls. And there's, a, for me, one of the strongest scenes is in the gym room. He's gone off to lie down because of the stress of what's going on. Um, and uh, he's sort of taking some me time. And then the group kind of descend upon him and suspicion kicks in and a sort of uh, a sort of paranoia. This is a great film about paranoia. It's about it's a great film about paranoia within a friendship group. And in a sense, I suppose you could argue that the whole film is a parable on FOMO and being part of a group. And what does it mean to be part of a group? And to what lengths do you stay part of a group even when deaths happening how do you trust that group and all that sort of stuff and so lee pace this older you know member of the party at one point because he's marked out as older becomes a key suspect in the proceedings and a scene sort of develops which is very reminiscent of lord of the flies that sort of how an internal sort of power system and 
and an almost um, criminal justice system kind of kicks into a social group so that decisions are being made as to what should happen to who, what punishment should be meted, what crime has been conducted and all that kind of stuff. And, and obviously the rules are, are all over the place. It does a really good job, a, a surprisingly good job, I thought, given the, in a sense, it's quite boxed in. You'll understand what I mean when you've seen it. it it's kind of boxed in in terms of what could have happened, i.e. is it supernatural, is it not supernatural, all that kind of stuff. The whodunitness of it runs the risk of being limited quite quickly in terms of who could have done it. Um, and yet this does quite a good job of just shifting and pivoting your your suspicions away from certain characters, kind of right up until the end when I thought, oh, it's definitely them. And then it's one of those films that you've got to stay till the end because it's a wonderfully clever, horrific, and yet ironically very funny ending that kind of throws all of the drama before it or, or, or kind of throws a spotlight over all of the drama before it and kind of really makes this film a metaphor for the paranoias and the assumed importances of being a young person. You know, everything is so important, isn't it, when you're of a certain age? I mean, and then you get older and you can't even remember it. You know, every party you go to, every, every sort of social gathering is important. Every relationship is important. And you get to sort of 30, 40, 50 and you're like, I can't fucking remember any of that shit. And this film kind of shows you how, in a sense, incidental so much of what they're going through as, a, as youngsters is and can be. And it even makes, potentially you could argue, the horror of what they've all gone through as incidental as going to a party. Uh, so I think, weirdly, it's one of those films that's really stuck with me. It's kind of predictable in a sense. I think it has a few baggy moments. I think it suffers sometimes with uh, retreading or repeating the same kind of horror tropes, if you like. I think it could have perhaps been a bit more inventive in some regards. Uh, but I think it, it's it's a wonderful cast. It's a wonderful ensemble cast. And it's like, a it's like you've been invited to a hurricane party and just a splurge of stuff has happened. You feel like you come out of the cinema feeling slightly hungover, like, oh, that was a mucky night out. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.